Hello and welcome to Awaken with Erica Jade, the podcast that takes you on a journey of self-discovery and transformation. I'm your host, Erica Jade, a certified holistic health coach, Reiki master, yoga teacher, NASM personal trainer, and former NFL cheerleader. Here we are all about diving deep and getting real while embracing a holistic approach to health, spirituality, and lifestyle. Each episode, I'll be taking you through expert interviews and personal stories that are packed with insights, tips, and practical tools for awakening your mind, body, and soul. My goal is to help you align with your authentic self and create a life filled with joy, purpose, and abundance. So if you're ready to transform your life and unlock your true potential, then let's get started. Prepare to awaken. Hello, love. Welcome back to another episode of Awaken with Erica Jade. It is officially summer. Happy belated summer solstice, my friends. As much as I love summer, summer solstice is a little bittersweet to me because now with each day that passes, we have less and less daylight and earlier sunsets. I love when it's almost 9 p.m. and you can be hanging out outside watching the sunset. So when the days start to get shorter and those sunsets happen earlier, it makes me a little sad, but that's okay. Everything comes in seasons. There's just something that feels so magical to me and so serene when you're able to unwind at the end of your day and actually enjoy the end of the day's light before going to bed. It's totally different from those winter nights when you leave work and the sun has already set at 4 p.m. So you go through the rest of your evening in total darkness. That is not so magical. But when the sun sets, it doesn't mean that the light no longer exists. Even when the sun is shining, if it's a cloudy day, it doesn't mean the sun's not there. It's just hidden behind a layer of clouds. So when the sun sets, the sun is still shining brightly. It's just on the other side of the world. That light never disappears. We just enter into the earth's shadow. The beautiful thing about sunsets is that there's always another sunrise right around the corner coming to shine light on us again as we greet a new day. So just like the earth, we all have shadows. Which brings me into today's conversation. Today we're talking all about shadow work. So this topic came to mind because I was enjoying the sunlight and was thinking about how the days are getting shorter. So as I was thinking about that, I'm like, oh, okay, well, it's getting a little darker. But you know what? Like I said earlier, everything comes in seasons. We have to enjoy the seasons for what they are. And I'm going to enjoy my summer. I'm going to enjoy every little bit of daylight that comes with it. And as the days get shorter, as the nights creep in a little bit earlier in the evening, I'm going to also enjoy that darkness. I'm going to enjoy that shadow. Shadows are not something to fear or to turn away from. Our shadows are actually filled with potential. When we make the conscious decision to embrace our shadows and get curious about the wisdom that they hold, we allow the light to shine in and we're able to find great power and healing within those shadows. 
Shadow work has been an important part of my journey and will continue to be something that I practice throughout my entire life because this is something that is a consecutive journey. You don't just do your shadow work and then you're done with it. This is going to be something that you have to do consistently on a rolling basis with new shadows that are presented to you. The goal is not to get rid of your shadows, but to acknowledge and explore them as they are shown to you. So today I'm going to dive into what exactly shadow work is and what a shadow is, how to recognize it and how to embrace it, how to approach healing that shadow or letting the light in on that shadow. And I'll also touch on the consequences that can come from repressing your shadows. At the end of the episode, I'll even give you a few shadow work journal prompts to help you kickstart your very own shadow work journey. So let's dive into the conversation. First and foremost, why should you care about shadow work? There are so many benefits to this amazing practice, and here are just a few of my favorites. Number one, it helps you to gain more self-awareness. Self-awareness is key. To understand yourself is chef's kiss, okay? Shadow work helps you to explore why you do the things that you do and what makes you, you. It also, number two, teaches you boundaries. calling all my people pleasers out there. Learning how to set and maintain healthy boundaries in your life helps you to prevent adding more shadows. Number three, it helps you to heal intergenerational and ancestral trauma, which allows you to write new stories for future generations. Number four, it helps you to develop healthy coping mechanisms. You learn to respond to life, not react to it. This is probably one of my favorite parts of shadow work because there's so much that we do subconsciously and we don't even realize that it's a reaction. It's actually not a response. So taking the step back to understand what exactly is going on and what is being said to you by your subconscious that's feeding into the situation helps you to see things more clearly and choose how you want to respond to it rather than just reacting. And number five, shadow work helps you to gain a better connection with your mind, body, and your soul. It provides you with a sense of wholeness from within because it's allowing you to integrate parts of yourself that you have been turning a blind eye to. To understand exactly what shadow work is, we first have to understand what the shadow is. So the shadow self is the dark side of our psyche. It consists of repressed memories, ideas, emotions, weaknesses, desires, instincts, chaos, and the unknown. It's the side of ourselves that we often turn away from because of the discomfort that comes with acknowledging those pieces as part of your whole self. They're still very much you. They're just hidden away for one reason or another. They're the parts of yourself that you might not want to look at, but you definitely don't want others to look at. So you stuff them away in this deep, dark closet that you're like, I am closing the door and I am never letting any light into that closet. I'm just going to pretend it doesn't even exist. That's your shadow self. The term shadow was first introduced by a Swiss psychologist named Carl Jung, who believed that our psyche consists of both conscious and unconscious parts. He argued that our shadow represents the repressed aspects of our personality that we have deemed unacceptable or incompatible with our self-image or our persona, which is how we would ideally like to be seen or like to portray ourselves to be to others. 
The purpose of shadow work is to integrate both of these pieces, the rejected aspects of ourselves, those shadows, with that persona, our self-image that we would like to be portraying to the rest of the world. The word persona comes from a Latin word that means mask, which in this case is metaphorical because it's the mask that we're showing to other people. It's how we want them to see us. So I find that very interesting because the persona is how we want to be seen and then the shadows are still part of us. We just haven't integrated them. And then once we do, we're able to actually take off the mask and that persona becomes who we truly are. We don't need the mask anymore because we're not trying to hide different shadows. We've integrated them fully after doing this shadow work. That's the whole point. Now, you might be listening to me and wondering, well, where the heck do we get these shadows from? How do we pick them up? And why do they get stored within our psyche? Well, we're all born like blank canvases. We're all born pure. There's nothing that we've picked up shadow-wise, except maybe some intergenerational trauma that could be something that has been passed down with um, ancestral trauma. So that's something that I won't really touch on in this episode, but just be mindful that you may have some suppressed shadows from ancestral trauma. Most of your shadows, however, are going to be coming from childhood, typically childhood trauma, but really childhood development years. There could be times that might not be viewed as childhood trauma that have still contributed to you picking up shadows. This is because as we grow, we are taught the difference between good and bad. We are taught duality. So our environment and our childhood experiences dictate what become shadows in our own psyche. Culture also plays a major role in what your shadows end up being because different cultures view different things as good and bad. For example, if somebody was to let out a big burp after a meal here in the U.S., it would be pretty rude. You'd have to say, excuse me, and people would look at you like, did you just really let that one rip like that? Whereas in some places in the Middle East, like Saudi Arabia and Turkey, that's actually considered a compliment to the person who had prepared the meal for you. It shows them that you're full and satisfied and you enjoyed the meal. So two very different reactions to one simple act. There's no such thing as good or bad. I don't believe that there is a true good or a true bad. It all comes down to perspective and it all comes down to the cultural norms that we're taught and the societal norms that we're taught throughout childhood as we're raised. So as you start to do this shadow work, just know it's okay if your shadows are different than others or if you view certain things as shadows and other people might not. It's all right. Your shadows are your shadows and that's all you need to know. Religion is another thing that can create some serious shadows, but I'm not going to get into that right now. Just know that your religion also has something to do with what shadows are being created throughout your life. Bottom line is there are many ways you can pick up shadows. This cultural socialization process is how we begin to sort out what we want to be in our persona and what we want to hide away in our shadows because we deem those traits to be unacceptable. Our shadows are never really fully integrated into our conscious minds unless we actively do the work to do so because we don't actually notice this split state. It's a psychological defense mechanism. Our minds are not meant to keep us happy. They're meant to keep us alive. So our brains will deny, avoid, and repress these shadows in order to survive. So we 
continue to accumulate these fears and desires and motivations really without realizing it. It's important to understand this because this is the first step in being able to accept and admit, yes, I have shadows and I'm ready to work through them. That being said, I just want to make a quick comment on spiritual bypassing. Spiritual bypassing is when you use spirituality to avoid everything that's uncomfortable within you. It's pretty much saying, well, as long as I continue on this path and seek enlightenment, all of those negative aspects of myself will be washed away. I'll transcend past them. That's not how this works. That's not how this works. You are put here to learn lessons and you have to integrate those parts of yourself and actually look at them and shine some light into them to say, you know what, do I want these here? The key word here is integrate. By creating more psychological and spiritual balance within yourself, you are able to create more wholeness in your being. When you create more wholeness, you create more peace. So think about it that way. This is not meant to be something that you can just bypass based on spirituality and say, you know what, I'm going to believe in my faith and that's going to get me past all these things. I don't have to look at my shadows. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Integrating them will make yourself more whole and it helps you to take ownership and responsibility for these things that you are carrying that have a ripple effect out in the world around you. All of these things that you don't want to look at, they need to be looked at because they influence and impact the world around you. So take ownership and don't deny that you have shadows. We all have shadows. It's okay. You will find more calmness, sanity, healing, and compassion for yourself and even more inner peace by integrating your shadows rather than avoiding them. As I said before, there are many different types of shadows and your shadows are going to be different than other people's and that's okay. You might have some of the same ones. There are some very common ones and I'll go into a few of them for you right now, but as you go through your path, it's okay if something pops up that you view as a shadow that might not have been mentioned here in this podcast or elsewhere. If you view it as a shadow, it's okay. Do the work on that and that's going to be wonderful for your own journey. Some common ways that shadows might be popping up in your life or some characteristics that you might be displaying that are pointing to shadows are arrogance, inconsiderateness, self-indulgence, narcissism, compulsive behavior, paranoia, being frivolous, irresponsible, being unreliable, being secretive, being deceitful, being manipulative, being over-emotional, impulsive, being jealous, being possessive, being overcritical, resentful, being quick-tempered, being vengeful, being racist, sexist, ableist, homophobic, obstinate, any of these things are shadows. They are all characteristics of deep-rooted shadows that you've got to look at and you've got to sort out because otherwise, if you don't look at your shadows, and again, this is just a short list, I could have gone on and on and on, but this is a short list. So anything that is coming up for you as a shadow, you need to look at because all of these characteristics, they do not spread very positive energy to the rest of the world around you. They are actually very harmful. So not only do your shadows harm yourself because it's a disintegrated part of yourself, it is piecing yourself apart. It's not creating more wholeness in your body. It's actually doing the opposite. It's also harming those around you. But reminder, 
Shadows can also be deemed as good things to other people, but not so great to you because it's all based on perspective. A great example for this is toxic masculinity, because if you think about emotional vulnerability and you say that is not something that a man should be, well, guess what? That is actually extremely toxic. And if you aren't allowing yourself to be emotionally vulnerable because you're scared that it makes you less of a man, that is extremely damaging to those around you. So you might view emotional vulnerability as something bad when really that's something really, really good. So your shadows don't necessarily have to be considered bad by the majority. It could be something good that you just view as something that is unacceptable to be shown to other people. We all have different shadows that we need to shine light on. And this is not a process that you can think your way through. You can't intellectualize this whole process. You really need to do the work and feel it to heal it. Your shadows are not something to fear. They're not something to hide away and to ignore. They're something to get curious about. The purpose of this work is to seek out and solidify the connections between your mind, body, and soul. You need to integrate your shadows into your work, into your healing journey, because they are part of you. They're not consciously shown to you, they're stored within your subconscious. So what that means is that you have to actually do the work to take a step back and zoom out and analyze what's going on within your shadows. It's not something that is going to be very easily seen from the surface level. You have to zoom out and then dive deep. Your shadows show up in moments of fear. They show up with limiting beliefs. They definitely show up in relationships. And they do all of this without us even realizing that they've taken control. The only way to take back control from your shadows is to bring the shadow to light. We have to give that shadow, that shadow self, the opportunity to heal. If we don't put in the work, we're going to stay consciously unaware. That's just how it is. You have to put the work in to become consciously aware of your shadows. Living in perpetual stagnancy and reacting to situations rather than responding with intention is not fun. It's going to mean that your life is not yours. You're not living your own life. You're living your shadow self's life because it's running the show from behind the scenes. So to take an active role in your life, you have to look at the shadows. Until you shine the light on your shadows and tap into what's underneath the limitations, you're going to continue to operate via old programming and old coping mechanisms. Coping mechanisms have their place and they're there for a reason because they were serving you at one point, but you outgrow your coping mechanisms at one point or another. They're not going to be serving you anymore. You have to be able to actually dig those up and push them out of the shadows so that you can say, okay, you know what? I see that that's not working for me anymore. I'm consciously making the decision to choose a different path. Leaning into our shadows with empathy and with courage will not only help us to access our truth, it will also help us to honor our past, present, and our future selves. In order to tap into your shadows, you have to be prepared to fully face and release all that's coming up for you throughout the process without any judgment. This is not a time for you to be judging yourself. 
You have to go into this with the utmost gratitude for those shadows because they were put there for a reason. They served a purpose at one point or another, and you have to release them with gratitude and say, thank you for serving me in the way that you did. Now it's time for me to replace you with something that's more in alignment with the life I want to be living. Go into this journey, not with fear, not with resentment, not with judgment, but with gratitude and with compassion for yourself and with patience. This whole process requires bringing honest and radical awareness to the patterns that need breaking. You have to be honest with yourself. This is going to be hard. You cannot lie to yourself during this process and say something's not an issue when it is. So again, don't judge yourself, but be really, really honest and be able to call yourself out for the bullshit that's going on in your subconscious and say, you know what? Hey, I'm going to use my own name, Erica. Hey, that's not cool. Let's deal with that. Let's look at that. Call yourself out and be honest with yourself and radically present as you're going through this process. Give yourself the love that you need throughout it, but don't be afraid to call yourself out when you need it. The goal of shadow work is to discover who you are at your core in order to live a more authentic life. One where you actually navigate through the darkness to transform and free yourself of all that you're not. The more intentional, present, and in touch you are with your inner dialogue, the more effective you're going to be at working through these shadows. So keep in mind, this is a lifelong process. This isn't just something that's done like, oh, spring cleaning once a year. I mean, it can be, but this is going to be something that you are doing consistently throughout your life. And those shadows are going to continue to surface over the years. And reminder, shadow work is not meant to eliminate the dark parts of you. It's there to actually teach you how to flip the script of your life and integrate those lessons that you've learned to continue evolving into a more authentic version of yourself. It's not there to say, okay, these parts are no good. We're getting rid of them. It's just there to help you to take a new perspective on those pieces of yourself so that you can release them and continue to evolve. We're here to learn lessons. We're here to evolve. So side note, don't be afraid to be wrong in your life. This whole cancel culture that's come up in the past few years really irks me, but it irks me because people are pulling up things from celebrities 10, 15 years ago. If they had tweeted something stupid and it was a little ignorant or it was just bad taste, you know what? Yeah, not cool. Not cool. But guess what? It was 10, 15 years ago. People grow and they change over time. Would you want to be judged for the things that you did 10 years ago? Probably not. I would hope that some of those things that you were not so proud of, you've learned and you've grown from them because that's the whole point of life. We're here to make mistakes and we're here to grow and grow through them. We're not meant to be perfect. So make mistakes, be a little messy, learn what feels good and what doesn't. And don't be afraid to try different things out and to be wrong. It's okay to be wrong. You don't have to be looking back at your life and be like, yep, I did everything right. No, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to trip and slip up and that's okay. You should do that. I believe that you should make mistakes in your life because if you're afraid of making mistakes, you're going to stay stagnant. Because you're never going to go out of your little bubble and try something different or think a different way. Be brave. Be brave to go out and make mistakes. 
and be brave enough to be wrong. And also, I'm really big on educate people. Educate people. Bring things to their attention. If you think that somebody's doing something that's just unacceptable or wrong, talk to them about it. Educate them as to why you feel that that is not right, rather than just saying, oh, you're awful. Cancel. Cancel. You're done. Because that's not how this whole life thing works. We're here to learn lessons. We're here to grow. And we do that through relationships, all kinds of relationships. Relationships are here to trigger us and to help us to learn and expand our consciousness. So as we go through life, don't be afraid to, one, call somebody out on their bullshit, and two, don't be afraid to be called out on yours. It's okay to be wrong. And also, that's not being called out by other people, by the way. It's not just being called out from others. Don't be afraid to call yourself out on your own bullshit from years prior or from yesterday even. Don't be afraid to be wrong. We're here to grow. We're here to evolve. We're here to learn. That's what we're here for. Be brave and know that you're not always going to have all the answers. Fear of being wrong is going to keep you stagnant because then you're not going to be brave enough to ever try anything new or to get your voice out there or to go out and do something because you're like, well, oh gosh, well, am I doing the right thing? You know, screw it. Just go and learn and live and do the things that you want to do. And then later on, if you look back and you're like, you know what? That's become a shadow of mine. Then face it. Learn from past mistakes and then keep on growing. If we're afraid of creating more shadows, we will not be living our lives. I am not here to tell you that you need to rid yourself of all shadows. I'm here to tell you that you should be consistently analyzing your subconscious and looking at what shadows you've picked up or may have not looked at yet in order to continue on your journey. It's a process. So please be brave as you go through this process. Don't be afraid to befriend your shadow self and work through all of these self-limiting beliefs and work through the trauma and ultimately rewrite your story to move forward with confidence and authenticity. By aligning yourself with your goals, you're able to fully enter the life that you desire. And that happens with your conscious participation. It doesn't just happen to you. It happens through you. You have to make the decision to actually look at your shadows and open the door to shine some light in. Now, what if you don't go on this journey and you don't shine light on your shadows? There's consequences that come with repression. If you were to avoid and repress your shadows, that's self-preservation. It's a self-preservation technique. It is a coping mechanism. And it may have gotten you this far, but living in fear of your exiled parts is living in fear with your truth. When you're not confronting your shadows, you're not confronting your full self. You're actually hurting yourself more because you're not accepting every single part of you. We are all perfectly imperfect, and we're not here to live comfortable lives. So get comfortable being uncomfortable and don't be afraid to look at these darker parts of your psyche. They're not going to hurt you. They're not going to hurt you. If anything, doing this work is only going to help. At the end of the day, the true consequence of shadow repression is simply believing that any part of who you are is not good enough. 
It's believing that those repressed pieces of yourself are not worthy of good things, are not worthy of love, are not worthy of abundance, are not worthy of just being part of you. They are part of you. And the sooner that you accept that and embrace that and integrate those shadows into your life, the sooner you're going to be able to fully love and accept yourself. You are worthy. Every single part of you is worthy, even those hidden shadows. If you're ready to make lasting change, impactful change, life-changing change, then it's time to get to work in making peace with your shadows. It's time to do the work. This is not something that you can think your way through. You have to do the work. So I'm about to give you five of my favorite journal prompts to kickstart your shadow work journey. This first one comes from the concept that everybody that we meet is a mirror. So every interaction that we have in our lives, it is a mirror for our own inner world. So your first journal prompt is... Who or what negatively triggered you today? What part of yourself might you have unknowingly projected onto that same person or situation? Number two, what do you dislike about yourself most? Is there a quality that you wish that you could keep hidden forever? And why? The why is a very important part here. Number three, What are the values that you were brought up with as a kid? And how do you feel about them now? Do you agree with them? Or are there any that you would rather move away from? Number four, how do you self-sabotage the things that you want in life? And last but certainly not least, number five, do you practice self-care? And is there more that you could be doing for your well-being? How can you treat yourself more like somebody that you love? That's all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Awaken with Erica Jade. Thank you so much for joining me. And let me know if you have any questions or if you'd like any specific topics to be discussed in future episodes. I would love to hear from you all. Feel free to reach out to me at Awaken with Erica Jade on Instagram or at Life with Erica Jade on Instagram and on TikTok. Have a great rest of your week, and I will talk to you again soon. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of Awaken with Erica Jade. I hope this conversation provided you with valuable insights and tools to help guide you on your journey towards awakening. If you enjoyed the show, please make sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode and please take a moment to leave a review. The more reviews that we have, the more the podcast is shown to new listeners. So I greatly appreciate you helping me reach as many people as possible. Also, if you know someone who could benefit from this conversation, spread the love and share it with them. Remember, you have the power within you to create the life that you desire. So keep going and keep growing on your path to awakening. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now.